0: You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network as we come to you for another funny episode of Lost, apparently. Um, we are into a classic, one of the greatest episodes in the history of television, maybe the greatest episode of Lost of all time. We'll soon find out at the end of this episode. It is The Constant. It first aired on the 28th of February, 2008. It was written by Carlton Hughes and Damon Lindelof. It was directed by Jack Bender. You may have heard of them from such shows as Lost. And it's all about Desmond. Because whenever you've got a good episode, it's going to be out about Desmond. Because everybody loves Desmond. That's a new sitcom spin-off of Everybody Loves Raymond. Why haven't we done Everybody Loves Raymond Oz? That would be a great episode. My yeah, name... My, once we're finished with Murphy Brown. Um, <laughs> my name is... Ben, and
1: who are you? How do you know my name? (laughs) My name is Noah, and I love you, Ben. (laughs) I've always loved you. This episode really has not many
0: quotes, but it's
1: so good. Like, it's
0: really good. Uh, what can we say about this episode, Noah? I mean, this was voted, or has been voted as the greatest episode of Lost on multiple websites. Uh, as I mentioned last week, there was a... I need to find the actual list. I think it might have been the New York Times, but I could be wrong. Basically voted this as the greatest episode of TV uh, of this century, of this millennium, essentially. So, uh, I mean, it has a lot of reputation coming into this uh, week, basically. So, uh, I mean, do you remember watching this for the first time? Do you... the 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 level of greatness around this episode. Uh, I mean, how good is this to you?
1: Yeah, I always get a little stressed when we have the really good episodes because I feel like, Hey, what can I contribute to the conversation? And B, am I going to talk it up enough? Like it, it's the, the really bad ones and the really good ones that I find the most difficult to talk about. Um, Cause what can you say about the constant that hasn't already been said before, but, it is a case. Sometimes it can get annoying when people say, "Oh, this is so good, this is so good, this is so good." It's like shut up. But but this is so good. It <laughs> deserves the praise that it gets. Like no, if there's anyone out there saying, "Ah, oh, the constant, it's okay," they're just being edgy for the sake of it. There's no one actually thinks the, the constant is a bad episode of Lost or a bad episode. Like I said, the Millennium that makes. Um, that makes it uh, sound very grand. Granted, there's only been 19 years of the millennium. Well, in all fairness, it is. It's true. It's a true statement, allegedly. You're you're talking about of the the century of the millennium, but let's face it, TV, what started in the 50s, it's one of the greatest television episodes ever. Uh, And I think, regardless of loss, it just stands on its own. Like this plot line of a guy jumping back and forth and dying, this could be its own thing. Like it's a whole, they've created this whole story, which is just, it hits the sci-fi, the mystery, uh, the emotion, the romance. Uh, and yeah, I have very clear memories of watching this one. Cause I just remember, and I wasn't big into the internet, I know it sounds funny. In two thousand eight, I wasn't really that much into forums and whatnot, which doesn't seem like that long ago. But so I, I wasn't necessarily seeing the fan reaction at the time, and I was the only one I knew who watched the show at the time. But I remember finishing it and just thinking, "Wow, like that was a great episode of Lost." And it's "Flashes Before Your Eyes" was good, but this just took it to the next level and. Season four's been good, but this elevated Lost to that, and really fits in the second half of this kind of more mythology, weird sci-fi show. But yeah, what can you? Say? I, it's it's an episode of Lost I probably see more than any other, or at least near it, because you can just put. The, before we got on to record today, I was watching, I was watching it just. While I waited, and I was just hoping, like, oh, please, can Ben be late? Like, I was getting, <laughs> even though I watched it for this, I watching again, I was just getting immediately sucked into it again. It just flies by, and uh, it's so good. And Henry, and QC, my God, so good. What a great man.
0: Again, put him on the list of why hasn't he been in a Marvel movie or, you know, yeah, an, an Oscar-winning movie or something like that. Um so I mean, just the the list I found actually. So it wasn't the New York Times. It was actually uh, the Ringer dot com. Um, so they did a list of the hundred best TV episodes of the century. This was number one, and just looking at the top ten, so uh, Mad Men, The Suitcase was number two, uh, Game of Thrones, I love the Reigns of Castamere was number three, True Detective, Who Goes There was number four. Chappelle Show episode two point four <laughs> number five, uh, The Wire. Oh, that was uh, the Wire so often regarded as one of the greatest TV shows of all time. Middle Ground number six. Uh, I like this one, and this is one close to you and I. Uh, Survivor the final four season one oh. episode thirteen, this the uh, seventh greatest episode of TV of I see that like that. That works. Uh, the Sopranos Pine Barrens at number eight. The O C pilot yes uh Number nine <laughs> gets me excited. I don't think that's the best episode of the OC, but Jesus, that makes me happy. And the tenth best episode, Breaking Bad, Ozzy Mendez, season five, episode fourteen. That's the finale, isn't it? Not. Is that, uh, that
1: was, was that... A
0: good
1: one. No, that no. Good. No. Oh, oh no no That's
0: finale. that's the one where um his uh, wife and all that goes against him, right? With the knife. Yeah. That's a great episode. But I i mean there's better episodes of Breaking Bad than that, I would say, but that's still a fantastic episode. Um, I mean, decent top ten. I think that's pretty there. Uh, Other websites, so IGN, the LA Times, and ABC2 all called this the best episode of Lost. Uh, TV Guide uh, had it in their list uh, of best episodes of Lost. And National Post, who... I'm just reading this. So they've got basically like a group of people to list their ten best episodes of Lost of All Time. Um... So in each list, so one has got "Through the Looking Glass" as number one. The consonant number two, uh, Mark Medley has the consonant number four. His number one is "Walkabout," followed by "Through the Looking Glass" mm. and "Pilot." Brad uh, Frenette, the esteemed, has a consonant number two. Ab Atenero is number one. <laughs> um, yeah. And through that's the, the Richard one? Oh, that the Richard one is it? Okay, "Through the Looking Glass" at number three. Now, this is the one that I wanted to bring up. Matthew Coots. Now, he couldn't do 10. He did 25. His number one is Through the Looking Glass. He has the consonant number eight. He has I do at number seven.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I thought that would make you (laughs) laugh. (laughs) Oh, my God. Better than the (laughs) consonant. Well, it's got TV, so oh my god, I'm blanking on his name. Michael. Oh, um, um, Nathan Fillion.
0: Uh, TV's Nathan Nathan
1: so I guess he's a big fan.
0: He is definitely. Anyway, all right. So uh, this has got a That's lot of fun. Um, that is very fun, a lot of stuff coming with his episode. So I pressure talking but, about this. We we'll love the the concert. Constant. The constant. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll love it. So, we, I mean, this is going to be one that I think we have to kind of do in chronological order, Um, in terms of the episode, not the time frames like 1996. Um,
1: Well, it's always annoyed me with the chronologically lost with the constant, because Mm. I would argue they should do it. They should do it as he's jumping back, but rather they just show the 1996 scenes, which always annoyed me about that.
0: There are definitely, as much as I love the chronologically lost, it, yeah, there are a few moments which are very annoying and confusing. Same with um when they do all the, the time travel stuff next season. So it, it actually can get quite confusing all of a sudden, because I understand why they're doing it. But, like, when they're kind of there for, like, two seconds and they're gone, you're like, huh? <laughs> you're like, if you don't remember it, it's just kind of, it's a bit odd, but, yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're on the helicopter with our man Lapidus, uh And Desmond is staring at Penny, because the picture of Penny, I should say. Uh, for, uh, Lapidus is flying basically the route that Daniel told him to do. I love Inquisitive Saeed here. Um, Saeed, like, is he being a journalist here or something like that? Like, he's just he's literally asking like a thousand questions. Where is the boat? Why are we flying this way? Why are you flying this <laughs> way? I someone like that. Who? Noah? Uh, is his name um <laughs> I don't want to say it, he's listening. Um, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Uh so Inquisitive Saeed asking a thousand questions. They fly into the storm, what? uh, they get a bit of turbulence. And <laughs> I agree. Uh and then uh Lapitas is trying to basically stay on course, and all of a sudden Desmond uh has a flash,
1: because why not?
0: Flash! I, f-
1: ah! I feel like we should mention this here, but one of the strengths of The Constant is... This is TV editing at its finest. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it doesn't get enough credit for its editing. The way they jump back and forth between this and the way that uh, Ian Cusick plays this... uh And even I know there's like a a making of type thing as well. Even things like Desmond has short hair and no facial hair in the 90s. In the island, he's got a big beard and like just the the little tricks they've done in this episode, beyond the amazing writing, the amazing acting, I think the the filming and the editing and the makeup and all that of this episode just deserves more credit because it's amazing.
0: And it, it plays really well at the beginning when you don't sort of know what's going on and you're trying to, You're kind of like Desmond. You're like, what the fuck's happening? Um, because, you yeah. know, we sort of have this flash and you're kind of thinking like, oh, is this like a flashback, you know? And then sort of you realise that this is clearly something that's sort of happening in real time, so to speak. Um... And, like, this is something, too, like, if this legitimately happened to you, like, if all of a sudden right now you're, like, <laughs> and you were, like, back in snug primary school or something like that. Like, oh,
1: yeah, you'd be freaking out. You'd right. be shitting bricks. <laughs> How? Where, where were you in 1996? I would have been nine years
0: old. Uh, I would have been in Hobart. I would have been in grade oh, five, four, three, grade 3 mm-hmm. A little um, old
1: Ben jumping back.
0: Would have been, uh, There was a one year I played uh, Australian football.
1: Didn't <laughs> do very well. Clearly, that's why I'm a podcast. So, uh, waking host. up on the field. Get up. Yep. Fifty crunches. You can thank Ben for that.
0: Yep. Um, that was the year Mallory was born. By the way, so uh, <laughs> I could go and meet my future wife. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh,
0: stop. 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 <laughs> Um, so anyway, Desmond has woken Where were you in
1: 1996? Well, it'd be like... weird if she jumped back to 1996. You were like two, um, weren't you? Three? I would have been in my... Maybe in my mother's arms. I don't know if I was neglected as a baby or not, but, what, you um... Were you born? 1995.
0: Oh, shit. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, oh. You should probably be with Mallory. You're closer to her age. Um... <laughs> I'll set you up. I know. Her. Um... Well, I didn't want to tell you, but... <laughs> oh that's how those messages are coming in at like three o'clock in the morning. Um so Desmond is all of a sudden in a bed and he's at the Royal Scottish <laughs> Regiment. Um which according A
1: lot of said he's in a bed <laughs>
0: Yes. Um, but it's according it's not to. very dramatic, in your I've got to be dramatic. It's a constant noise. It's one of the best episodes of TV of all time. Like, allegedly. Of the millennium. Uh, of the millennium. <laughs> of the century. Uh, but I, I love Lost Petey's explanation here. He's in a barrack at Camp Miller, north of Glasgow, Scotland. Uh, <laughs> because I'm sure everyone is sitting here reading, oh, where is Camp Miller? Is that the one in like. Is, to go there. Is, is that the one in Madagascar? Or is, is that the one in, in Egypt? North of Glasgow, Scotland. Oh, that one. Right, of course it is. Um, and poor old Dez is getting yelled at because he didn't respond to the true sergeant straight away. I, this is why I'd hate to be in the military because like, I'd hate someone. To, get out of bed. You will do any push-ups. Leave me alone. I would not respond well to that. I'd probably start How would laughing.
1: would
0: I'd probably be like, fuck off. <laughs> like, just not do it. I'd be so terrible. Everyone would hate me because I'd be the one making them do 50 push-ups. Um, I'd what, be a mole. That was talk to me. Like, Sorry, yes.
1: What did he say? Like, well, at least you... At least you had a military dream. Oh, yeah,
0: when he's like, I had a bad dream, sir. What were you dreaming about? I was in a helicopter, sir. There was a storm. <laughs> and he's like, at least you were dreaming about the military. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> this guy is so dedicated to,
0: to the army. He goes to bed, he's probably got like a wife back home, and you know, <laughs> not dreaming about like some, you know, hot person. You just go, oh, oh I go to bed tonight Did and dream about military. guns and military.
1: <laughs> no, I didn't recognize him at the time, but this drill sergeant is Graham McTavish, who has been in tons of stuff. He was in uh, The Hobbit with Evangeline Lilly. Along with uh, Aquaman, so not quite Marvel, but uh, he's beating Creed and Rambo. Twenty-four. Uh, yeah, he's quite famous, so I, I didn't recognise him at all. but He's got a yeah.
0: website. Hang on. <laughs> we, we're going to go to this grahamctavish.com, Noah. Here we go. Oh, look at his website. He's all looking nice in his little zippered jacket and stuff. He's got a Twitter account. Um, there you go. He's in New Zealand right now, is he? Oh, go say hello to him.
1: I didn't recognise him, but uh, yeah, he's gone on to bigger and better things. He
0: has one hundred and eighty-seven thousand followers. <laughs> Mr. Popular. Uh, yeah. I love how it's got like at the top of the page the official website of Graham McTavish. You don't say. Uh, meet or oh, you can meet George him, Poster. Noah. It says <laughs> meet me, London. Starfury, The Highlanders. Oh, was in 2016. We've missed it. <laughs> well, if,
1: if this is anything to go off, we might jump back to 2016. Possibly. Oh, he's, and look, he's like reading books. So he's got my current faves. Life
0: or Death by Michael Robotham. Uh, underneath, Graham says, for lovers of thrillers, it doesn't get much better. <laughs> <coughs> he's got some favourite movies going on here. Let's see what he's watching. He's watching Bone Tomahawk. Minuscule oh, that's, that's the one with Matthew Fox Is it really? <laughs> yes uh, What does he say here He says Four men set out in the wild west Risky group of captives. Graham says Not for the faint hearted A western with Kurt Russell On top form So gripping and tense Reminiscent of Cormac McCarthy's novel Blood Meridian uh, <laughs> Oh We
1: did not mention Matthew
0: Fox Oh he's also listening to some music here Noah He's listening to First Aid Kit The Lion's Roar and he says, great sound and haunting lead. Singer, make this great addition to your collection. Five out of five. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the best song of the millennium.
0: He's listening to the Black Keys Brothers. I love these guys. Raw and powerful and sexy. Five out of five. Can I just, I just want like this to be a new segment on the show each week. Graham McTavish ranks things.
1: Reviews.
0: <laughs> Guess what? Last week's episode of the Oz Network. Bad. Slightly Offensive. That Ben needs to get a new job. One out of five. <laughs> it's that Mary woman. That ranking woman. Remember, she's like, mm. the bread was too doughy or whatever it was at the <laughs> Queenstown Hotel. A oh. Hollandaise store. <laughs> that woman was great. Remember, we messaged her and she said she was going to do an interview with <laughs> She never did. No. Oh, Lord. Download the best of the brink 2017 to hear more of Mary. Um, so, yes, Desmond's had a military dream. Uh, so, everybody has to go and do double, get ready in double time because of Desmond. Uh, four minutes in normal eight. And then Desmond all of a sudden gets another flash and he's back in the helicopter. And he has no idea where he is. He's trying to jump out of the helicopter. <laughs> would you like okay right now if all the time you're like zoom you're in a helicopter is that you got to be your first thing like where the bloody hell am i i'm gonna jump out of a helicopter <laughs> um but i like that i don't know you he says that to like saeed like what the hell is going on um so yeah great setup great setup um we have a bit of a scene here on the beach again we're just doing this all in order uh jack and juliet are worried about the the helicopter and they're sort of getting angry at Charlotte and Daniel. Now this is daytime, is it not? Now, so like they've got the news like earlier that night, like saying like you know, oh, they don't know where the helicopter is. What has Jack gone? Like, okay, I'm going to bed. <laughs> like wakes up the next morning. Where's the helicopter? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jack Shepard knows to pause for a rest. I'm a doctor. He's a doctor.
0: I'm angry. <laughs> I shall get some rest, and then I'll be angry with you in the morning. I'm Good night,
1: angry. sir. <laughs> Oh, turns out I'm still angry. <laughs> he wakes up. Oh,
0: morning, everyone. Morning is broken.
1: Oh, what a beautiful day on Ireland.
0: Wait a minute. I'm angry. <laughs> Where's the helicopter?
1: If I was uh, angry, you'd know I'm angry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's funny.
0: So, um, basically, Charlotte is not really that worried about the helicopter. No one really is. Uh, and I like kind of Juliet saying here, it's like, you two don't seem too concerned about it. Uh, so then Daniel admits that their perception of time might be different to the time uh, that they're experiencing on the island. So essentially he says, as long as Frank followed the directions that I gave him, uh, the helicopter should be fine. Otherwise there could be side effects. So again, this is really setting up the whole time travelness and everything that we're going to learn about this island and everything, which is all going to be fun. Uh, we've got Desmond back on the helicopter. There's uh trying to. He sees a picture of him and Penny, which, according to Lostpedia, appears to relax him. Uh, yeah. So the thunderstorm clears away, and then they see the boat. Yay, good news! Uh, so they land on the helicopter, and then we meet Kimi, and is it Omar? Is the other guy? Um, mm. Who basically are going off at their at uh, Lapita's? I arena. like Kimi. I like Kimi too. Kimi's a good. I think killer.
1: he's a good, good kind of side boss in Lost's history. I he think.
0: reminds me a lot of Elon Musk, if you know what Elon Musk looks like. <laughs> so look him up. He's a bit musclier. He's, he's a mus muscly Musk. He's basically <laughs> uh, who Kimi is. Um, so yeah, they get the, Lapita's gets yelled at says that, oh, you know, they're from flight 815. Uh, and then Kimi says, you shouldn't have brought them on board. And then all of a sudden, Desmond just
1: loses it again. I don't know who these people are. <laughs> oh. But why would he say that to them? Because like why would he pick Omar and Kimi and be like, well, these guys are going to save me.
0: Kimi's got a very trusting face, let's be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you're right. like I, I, I agree with this. It is an odd thing. Um, so, then, uh, Omar's gonna take Desmond down to the doctor, and I love, sort of, Saeed having to be calmed down. Is this racist, uh, <laughs> Kimi and Omar, just, you know, oh, I'm looking at him differently, uh, <laughs> like, you know, calm down, friend! Um, so, yeah, then Desmond has another flash, and he's back in the rain, he's back... Uh, all of a sudden, doing push ups and little crunches or whatever they are. And I love how kind of like everyone's down and Desmond's standing up. Like he's in so much trouble. Uh, um, <laughs> he's done. And then when he's doing his uh, crunches, one of his friends is like, What the bloody hell are you doing? <laughs> like, angry Scottish people. I like the friend. Uh, the friend have- has a page,
1: Billy. Oh, he does have a page, does he? Uh. Trivia Billy is short for William, which <laughs> comes from the dramatic name Wilhelm.
0: Oh, Wilhelm uh, Scream. That's my <laughs>
1: middle name. Noah Will- Billy
0: Groves. Will- <laughs> Wilhelm Will Scream Groves.
1: <laughs> That's what they call me. <laughs> it's on your Tinder profile. I uh, like uh, the different friends we get to meet of Desmond because we had the, the professor guy. Um, we've got Billy, and then what was it? <laughs> and Jimmy Levin walks through the door. <laughs> <laughs> bashing people with a cring of bat. <laughs> I um, like Desmond's friends. Oh, I share the same birthday with the actor Billy.
0: <laughs> That's what's your middle name. That's why your mum named you. Like <laughs> it's your... Wait a minute. No, one has got the this... born on the same day. Is that the steamed actor? Uh, so da- yeah, he's Damien. King. <laughs> yes, loves him. I I follow all his work closely. Um, Desmond's talking to his friend and telling him about the dreams. Uh, and then sort of talks about that he was in a helicopter holding a photo. So he apparently can get out of doing crunches and runs to a phone because all military bases just have a payphone there ready to go. Um, and I love, this I love, tough, I, I love the tough guy who bumps into him and he's all like, "That's making us do the extra." <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> who is that guy? Tough guy. Tough guy. Um, so uh, Des goes into the phone box. Um, goes to um, he's dropped the coins because of this tough guy's bumped into him. <laughs> and then as soon as he bends down to pick the coins up, he wakes up and he's back in the freighter. Um, so we are uh, in the sick bay. We meet the is when we meet the doctor. Or they just no, they lock him in the room first. Um, so keep noma, I lock him in the room. Uh, you have to let me out. You have to let me out. And then we meet Ray, uh, who basically says, oh, you're having these flashes too. Um, and now we've, no, that's we... not Ray. It is not Ray?
1: That's Minkowski. Oh, sorry, I'm reading the wrong name here. Uh, who is the guy who talks to Jack in the season three finale on the phone.
0: I was going to say, like, we've seen him before, haven't we?
1: We've heard him.
0: But does is he not in the... He's not in the seventies, is he? Like in the like Dharma Initiative. No, I'm thinking of someone else. Right?
1: <laughs>
0: you are. Okay. Who was that one who like married like a sixteen year old? Oh, Doug Hutchinson.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's not <Doug. like> Minkowski. <laughs> they kind of look similar. <laughs> Don't you dare put him in the category with Doug Hutchinson.
0: Sorry, sorry, Minkowski. Um so we meet Minkowski, the esteemed Minkowski don't don't diss Minkowski. I piss off Noah apparently. Um <laughs> Minkowski's been a sixth episode. Well good for him. Um it's more episodes than most people. Um uh Saeed's upstairs and talking uh, talking to Noah and he he sees a camera uh, and he sees Kimi and Lapitas arguing. Poor Lapita's. Lapitas is just a whipping bag this episode. <laughs> Uh, I I love the Peters Um, and sort of finally we get uh, like a question here which you know sounds like why did we leave at dusk
1: but arrived at midday Um, I mean that's like I I like Naveen Andrews and I've said this so many times but god the more I watch this show
0: (laughs) I just, I don't Probably. understand, like, wouldn't that be, like, the first question you ask when you land on the boat? And he's just so <laughs> calm about it. Why is it, like, eight watching. hours later? He's just, you know. Um, Lapidus doesn't know, and Saeed gets the phone. Um, but, and then Lapidus like, I'll only give it to you if you give me the gun. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, so, Saeed calls Jack. Uh, Lapidus
1: well, then... says to him, don't go trying to call Baghdad. <laughs> Dick Lapidus moment Well, he
0: might have tried ring Nadia or something like that <laughs> like, Nadia, is you Hello Baghdad <laughs> It is Saeed no, oh, I,
1: I have something to tell you There was this girl, Shannon
0: I love her, she will be like, flash sideways <laughs> later on Um, So Jack uh, calls Jack and tells, uh, tells him that Desmond doesn't uh, remember anything Jack puts him on speaker and then talks to Daniel. And then Daniel Faraday basically asks him, you know, oh, are you? what are you experiencing? You've been uh, subjected to an intense dose of electromagnetic energy. Uh, oh, sorry, have you been um, subjected to some radiation or electromagnetic energy? And that he says that by coming out of the island, some people get a little bit confused, but it's not amnesia. Ooh. Uh, so back in the doctor's room, Minkowski falls asleep. And then Ray, there he is, comes in. Uh, and... Ray's weird. Yeah, Ray's a bit of a creepy doctor. He's scary. <laughs> okay. I think he's somebody who would be in jail by now. Um,
1: is this he's where... not the only character lost to be named Ray either. This isn't when Minkowski wakes up and he's like,
0: I was on a Ferris wheel or something, wasn't he? Or like, he's just... No, that's later. Uh,
1: some... I love Minkowski in this episode where he's popping in and out, and, <laughs> oh, I was here. And it's, like... it's so great because we don't see it, but we just can... Our minds can go crazy wondering what Minkowski is up to and where he is in time
0: i I want there to be this uh you know eventually when they reboot lost just the minkowski files that's just you know him flashing sideways <laughs> and on a ferris wheel and stuff like that um Ray starts getting crazy and oh it's going to happen to everyone else and uh sorry Minkowski goes crazy, and Ray injects him with a needle. I'm just so confused um. <laughs> Uh, and then the doctor examines Desmond so he can help him. And then in the middle of this, Des flashes again. And he's in the phone booth. Uh, and he calls up Penny. And then Penny is basically like, you shouldn't be calling. Cause she, I love how she's like, you broke it off with me and joined the army.
1: <laughs> oh, Desmond. I
0: want to see that. I just want to see, Penny, I love you. But i gotta, I got to end it. i got to join the army. <laughs> oh not the worst thing I mean he joined a monk place and joined an <laughs> army <laughs> um, and then Penny says I've moved don't come visit me don't call me anymore imagine Desmond at that point i just be like alright <laughs> <laughs> the end that's lost um, we're back on the freighter Sayed and uh, lapita's come down uh, to sneak Desmond's satellite phone uh, Ray presses
1: the alarm <laughs> Dick Ray always ruining everything um, I, I just noticed here on Ray's theories, I'm not going to read it, but there's a huge long theory for Ray. And then right after that, there's a follow up that says, I just realized a major flaw in the last theory of mine. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is talking to himself on the theories page, disputing his own theory. Could they not just like edit? self Uh, (laughs) you. I just realised a major flaw in the theory of mine.
0: Can I go, like, edit Rey's theories and just put, like, I actually believe that Obi-Wan is her grandfather. (laughs) I'm glad that got a slight laugh. Uh, (laughs) Got a... uh, Got a... (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh, Sympathy laughed. Sympathy laughed. Um, The phone is given to Desmond and... um, uh, what am I. Uh, where are we up to? Oh, Said so gives the phone to Desmond. And did I say before that Daniel was talking to Desmond? No, he's talking to Saeed. I don't know what I'm going on. This is why you should host these episodes. You know this show better than I do, uh, allegedly. Uh, so uh, Daniel's talking to Desmond about things, uh, asked him what year he thinks it is. I love how Desmond's just like, it's 1996.
1: Uh, <laughs> Sounds great. Sure, so sure because- about it. At this point, as viewers, we have no idea what's going on. So to hear him say something like that is just, we're just as confused.
0: I also love that when Daniel's kind of like, where are you supposed to be? Uh, and he's like, you know, oh, I'm meant to be on the army base. And then uh, Daniel's basically like, go and find me at Oxford. <laughs> like, <laughs> go, go and find past <laughs> me at Oxford. Yeah,
1: <laughs> why well, Why
0: not? Just, you know, oh, oh, by the way, I went to Oxford, just to let you know. God.
1: 1996... Uh, when this came out it was not that long ago. No,
0: it was only eight years beforehand. So now, now this 23 is twenty-three years ago. <laughs> oh my right. god! Um, so yeah, he tells him to go go to Oxford, find him, uh, and tell him. Uh, basically, this is what you need to say to me to make me. What does he say? The Matrix is twenty years old. It is. So Star Wars <laughs> Episode One: of Phantom
1: Menace. It just blows my mind. Sorry. Um,
0: what does what does he say Pretty to? Nothing. Bring I know about Eleanor or something it? Eloise Eloise <laughs> I
1: know about Al Jazeera
0: <laughs> allegedly <laughs> um, El- Eloise Eloise um, and then Omar and Kimi come back in and then Desmond has another flash I might look I, I'm going through this quickly if you want to just say anything to this point of the episode uh, please chime in and talk
1: No I'm just going along with it It's this episode. We talked about Eggtown last week and that seemed to drag. This episode just, it feels 15 minutes long. It goes at a lightning pace. It's its part of the reason why it's so good because even if you know what's happening, you're still so drawn in with it.
0: I agree. And it like, yeah, it goes by very quickly in terms of um, just, you know, because every single time you've got a flash, you're like, wow, okay, what's happening next? And, oh, God, what's happening next? And, oh, what's happening next? So, and then yeah. Just as it's happening,
1: bang, flash. Unexpected. Yep.
0: It's, yeah, it is like that. It's kind of like as soon as you're sort of really into something and you're trying to think, oh, I'm going to get some answers here. Uh, it just it But the way it. they do it is so good because it doesn't
1: have the typical, <laughs> like, it is just with the character just bang. Like, it's no that editing. Warning, it's back to what you were sorry. saying about the great
0: editing of this episode. It's kind of it's just, it's done so well to kind of put it together. Um, so Desmond eventually gets to Oxford, and I, I love how he just walks onto the campus of Oxford. There's a a guy, like, going off at a guy, and straight away he's like, are you Faraday? <laughs> like, <it's> just, <laughs> oh, he looks like a dick. Like, I wonder if he's just in his whole, that train ride the whole time. He's just kind of like... Oh, I bet you this is what he looks like—a dick. Um, but then, like, I love how he like walks up to him and is just like, "You sent me from the future." And then Faraday's like, "Why did you come here? Why did you do this?" Um, Daniel
1: Faraday's a hippie.
0: I love Faraday. Have I said haircut? Enough? He's great. Faraday's Fa- Faraday's
1: amazing. Um, it says on Lostpedia at the time of death, uh, Faraday was twenty-nine. Um, you're good at math. How old was he then? So,
0: 29 in 2004 means he would, eight years, 21. He would have been 21.
1: Yeah, but he's working at Oxford.
0: He's <laughs> very smart. It uh, <laughs> that was that hair. It was. I mean, that hair. Goodness me. Flowing locks. Uh, so, Desmond basically, to get him to trust him, tells him I know about Eloise and that he gives him some frequencies and everything. Uh, so then they go to a secret room. <laughs> I love that kind of, like, what's in this room? Well Oxford frowns upon? Like, what is that? What does Oxford <laughs> frown upon? <laughs> oh, I say, experiments with mice. Oh, never would we do that. That sort of stuff's at Cambridge, not at Oxford.
1: I have a feeling that Daniel Faraday gets teased a lot by his <laughs> colleagues. Are another
0: prank. <laughs> oh, look at this American at Oxford. Should have gone that down. ghastly oh, but... hair. Yeah, it's not even tailored. It's the nineties. Come <laughs> on now, it's a decade of style. Um, so uh, Faraday asks, "You remember meeting in the future?" Desmond says, "No." And then I love how Desmond just adds, "Maybe you just forgot," um, <laughs> which is which which makes Daniel laugh. Um, <laughs> I, lo- I love it when like Faraday puts on this vest. It's like, why are you putting that on? Like, oh, because I get, you know, dose Do a get whole bunch what? of radiation. Do I get one? No. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs>
0: it's funny. Uh, and why doesn't he put something on his head? Kind of laughs about it. Then we meet Eloise, Is a rat. I had a pet rat once. I called her Padme. Um, <laughs> she died. She had a tumour. Well, did she, did she have twins? <laughs> yeah, well, she had a tumour. There were probably two little baby rats in her. Luke and Leia. You <laughs> called you a rat, Padme. I did. She used to get on my shoulder, and then I just didn't. You know, my sister ended I've, up taking.
1: I've, I've never understood why people had pet rats. Yeah, she was cute. Like, you no, know, I can't think of anything worse. Anything
0: worse? You can't think of anything worse than having a pet rat. So murder's fine, rape's okay, but having a pet rat, no. No, I crossed the line. It just seems awful.
1: (laughs) They're little squeamish, like, chlory, horrible-looking bastards.
0: (laughs) I can just see you walking down the street. Someone's getting, (coughs) like, mugged and bashed. And someone's like, oh, my God, no, stop! It's like, no, God, it's fine. It's not a rat. It's not a pet rat.
1: When I was in Vietnam, I was eating some food and... (laughs) In in a market and a rat came running through and touched me on the foot while I was <laughs> eating my meal. And it was very distressing.
0: It's just a rat. Rats aren't that bad.
1: So I kicked it. No.
0: <laughs> that never happened.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Noah admits animal abuse. <laughs> well, you've seen me play Grand Theft Auto. <laughs>
0: No, just no, we, won't, around. No, we won't get into that. No, I like will right now. You brought it up. No, one just walks around and sees like cats and dogs and kicks them. And then just chases Why are you so mean to animals? What animals do you like?
1: Dog. <laughs> you say that. Dog. And recently, I've been having a thing about armadillos. <laughs> Dog. Because they've got. They roll and they've got shells and they're cool.
0: Armadillos are uglier than rats.
1: (laughs) But they can do cool things.
0: So can rats! They go through mazes! Didn't you watch Lost?
1: (laughs) A dog and armadillo.
0: (laughs) What about cats?
1: No, no, no. You heard the cats (laughs) outside of my building. I
0: remember that. What if they were rat? Oh!
1: <laughs> I have seen a rat here once.
0: So if you had a rat right now come into your
1: apartment, what would you do? Well, uh, kick it. The problem is rats are so quick. So <laughs> I would try.
0: So you, see so you, you don't mind spiders. You hate snakes. What do you hate more, rats or snakes?
1: <laughs> snake.
0: So the Sue Hawk speech like freak you out.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm not necessarily scared of the rat. I just think <laughs> he's a bastard. <laughs> Rats a bastard.
0: What if a rat saved your life? What if you were hanging on a oh, cliff? I'd like seeing. What if a, you were hanging off a cliff, about to die, and then a rat underneath you, like went, and like chewed a, a, a ledge for you to stand on and Piss saved off. your life. Shoo rat! <laughs> would you not thank the rat? Like, thanks rat! And then just like. Shoo! Did you used to watch bananas in the ba- in pajamas and hate rat and that? Like, were you just like, <laughs> oh, stupid rat and that? Armadillo
1: would save my life. What? <laughs> <laughs> they can float on water.
0: It's like a rat! Uh... <laughs> Are you going to go to Mexico and just get yourself a pet armadillo?
1: I want armadillo, but... <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say I'm glad that your rat died. No.
0: <laughs> you aren't implying <laughs> that.
1: Allegedly.
0: If you had to come over to my house, I'd be like, Noah, meet mate," <laughs> You would have just kicked it.
1: Meet Padme, Natalie Portman tied up hey how do you know about that shut up um (laughs) what do do you like more rats or natalie portman
0: natalie portman (laughs) is that even a question i I had a pet rat i don't dislike rats but not in my top 10 favorite animals
1: rats or mallory (laughs) rats Uh, (laughs) (laughs) not in your top 10 no you love rats i do love
0: rat but not in my top 10 like, maybe in my top, I don't know,
1: 80? Well, did they do a list? Like, on. Um... Who's they? Well, the guy that ranked I do. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, top 10 animals. What are your
1: top 10 animals, Noah? Armadillo, dog. <laughs> dog. Armadillo, dolphin. Oh, dolphin. Um, dingo. <laughs> Panda. Pandas are overrated. So, I don't
0: get the deal with pandas.
1: Gorilla. <laughs> Gorilla. Uh, swordfish. Sword. <laughs> Does it count? I,
0: I have found uh the top com top 10 best animals. Oh. <laughs> Number 1 <laughs> dog. <laughs> Yeah, dog. And I love how people have comments of this one. I have loved dogs since I was two years old. Literally. I have one, and she is the sweetest. <laughs> A legend. Number two, cat.
1: Cat. <laughs> <laughs> number three, wolf. <laughs> uh, wolf is fine. Uh, number four, tiger. Uh, <laughs> no. Somebody
0: says, like a cat but more cute, and yet this picture of a tiger (laughs) is a tiger underwater with its claws bearing and its mouth open going rah. Doesn't look very cute to me. Number five, dolphin. (laughs) Ah, dolphin. I like dolphin. Number six, penguin. What? (laughs) Number seven, lion. Ah, yeah. Number eight, this animal would be in my top ten horse.
1: Oh, horses scare me.
0: I like horses. Horses scare you? <laughs> no.
1: Nah, and then a big gallop <laughs> with the big foot. Horses are awesome. Um, I know I a talk- girl that got killed by a horse, but <laughs> then she came back alive. No, it's, it's fine because she came back. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't laugh at that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you were getting angry at my Padme comment. This is my friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what it's like to have friends, so I don't know the right time to laugh at everything. It's fine, because she came back to life, so it doesn't good, count. Good for her. Um, number
0: nine, panda. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. And number ten, fox.
1: No, they're pests.
0: Well, there's more here. Number eleven, monkey. Uh, <laughs> I, number love I love monkeys. I love monkeys. Number twelve, elephant. Uh, oh, yeah. Thirteen, Eagle. Uh, fourteen snake uh, <laughs> fifteen cheetah cheetahs in my top ten, I love cheetahs. Um sixteen snow leopard Uh seventeen rabbit I had a pet rabbit once. Rabbit <laughs> Number eighteen killer whale Um, uh, <laughs> Nineteen Turtle uh, Another well, tw- Turtle
1: Number
0: twenty, bear. Um uh, oh, twenty-five
1: shark. Shark would be my number one. Uh, so let's disagree, rats are bastards <laughs> and the constant.
0: Twenty-nine bat. Uh, <laughs> number thirty-six, tyrannosaurus rex. <laughs> Above armadillo. Well, okay, uh a chinchilla is forty five, a crocodile is forty six Silace is number forty nine. <laughs> oh, Jesus. god! And a hamster well, off. is number
1: forty eight. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Hamster. rex. Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh good. All right. uh the constant. Um, I'm glad people are learning uh, upon this. So, uh yeah. So we meet Noah's favorite animal, uh, running through a maze, uh, and then he. Uh, Faraday calibrates the machine to what Desmond says. And then um, poor old... Uh, is this where Eloise is like asleep and then she wakes up or something like that? <laughs> Noah's loving this scene. He's like, oh my god, the rat's dead. Um, and then little old Eloise runs through the maze. Uh, Faraday's extremely happy. Desmond's like, so? And then uh, Faraday's basically like, oh, I built this maze this morning. And he, she hasn't run it yet. And then, so she thinks it's the future. Basically, Uh, Desmond then basically confronts Daniel and says, "Why did you set me here? If you're not going to help me," and then Faraday um, says, "In the future, is you're on an oh sorry, Desmond says in the future on an island." And then Daniel's basically like, "Why am I on an island? Why would I go to an island?" Um, I don't know, Faraday. So he gets flashed, (laughs) flashed. Desmond just flashes. (laughs) Look at my penis. Does this look normal to you? (laughs) Should this line be there? Um, Kimi steals the phone from Desmond and uh, him and Omar, Paula Peters gets uh, room, but the captain wants to talk to him. Oh, the captain. Who's the
1: captain? Oh, yeah, but we don't see him.
0: I love how... What's his name? Galt? Captain Galt yeah. was the Australian captain. Uh, his first episode is Gion, yon So that's a couple of
1: episodes. Uh, right, isn't episode it? seven.
0: Oh, man. I just can't wait. We've, we haven't podcasted about Grant Bowler since the Amazing... We haven't podcast since you're team number one! Uh, <laughs> oh, Grant. Love you. Um, So, Saeed also wants to talk to the captain and Kimi... Uh, it says no, basically. Um, Desmond is trying to uh, get back to Daniel by flashing a light in his eye, but he can't do it. And then Saeed calls Desmond by his name and Minkowski reacts. Uh, oh, excuse me, I burped. Just
1: so- <laughs> oh, my God.
0: <laughs> That's where you edit that out, Ben. Don't be so lazy, but apparently you left it in. Um, and that he then tells Desmond that he's a communications officer and that before he was strapped down to the bed, he kept getting calls from a boat and that he had a call and that they were from Penny. Uh, They were from Desmond's
1: girlfriend, Penny. This is a cool scene because Minkowski says, oh, we're not supposed to answer the call. But if he knows it's from her, Mm. then he either has answered and talked to Penny or, or more knows that Penny is trying to find the island, and he's told the boat uh, not to talk. We don't know the exact answer, and we shouldn't. But either way, I think I like the thought of either of those options.
0: I agree, Noah. I agree. Um. So Desmond wakes up back at Oxford, tells Faraday he's probably there for about five minutes. Uh, and yet Faraday's basically like, oh, you were gone for like 75 minutes. Uh, and that the more time he goes back and forth, the harder it gets, as in his case, the <laughs> progression is exponential. Bad. No, I didn't e- You said that, not me! I didn't even talk that up, but it's funny now that you mention it. Um, <laughs> poor old Eloise is dead, making Noah happy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, No. Poor Eloise. Can we eulogise Eloise?
1: (laughs) (laughs) What was your favourite Eloise moment? Nikki and (laughs) Paolo.
0: Oh, Eloise has a page. Don't laugh. Of course, (laughs) Eloise. Oh, Eloise is cute. Look at little Eloise. Well, Um, There's a page for sex. So (laughs) I want to page for Eloise. Uh, the name Eloise may come from the movie The Million Dollar Hotel, the movie in which Jeremy Davis, Daniel Faraday, stars. He plays the character of Tom, who is in love with a woman named Eloise. Daniel presumably Definitely. named Eloise after his mother, Eloise Hawking. Which one is it? Uh, theories. Is Elo- oh, God damn, she has a lot of theories. <laughs> uh, Eloise death. Eloise died because the future event, instruction on how to complete the maze, that was to occur did not take place. Faraday seemed to wrap up the results to actually teach Eloise a maze, and time expired. Um, Eloise could not find a constant because it's a rat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, because it's just a rat and it died. Oh. I wrote that. Poor little Eloise is probably his little flashback. because he's another oh. rat. And it's all like...
1: You're my constant. <laughs>
0: Because it's just a rat. <laughs>
1: oh, now even I'm feeling a little bad.
0: Oh, here's some arguments. Eloise's name. Desmond said to Faraday, I know about Eloise. We have since learned that Faraday's mother's name is Eloise. How would Faraday have known which one Desmond was talking about? To which there's a reply, when talking to somebody, how often do you refer to their mother by their first name? Especially when you've never met them before. I know about your mother. Probably would have been the word said. Uh, then underneath, why would someone name a lab rat after their mother? Maybe he gave the rat that name merely in reference to his mother's work with time. However, it is possible Daniel was angry with his mother when he named the rat Eloise because he considers his mother a rat of some kind.
1: <laughs> they do share a bit of a resemblance. Yes.
0: Theories about animals. There's a, there's a subsection at the bottom. Birds. Hi, bird. Cattle. Vincent. Gulls. Eloise. Medusa spider. Jupe polar bears, rabbits. Nothing on the peacocks. So. <laughs> because it's just a rat. Fuck I couldn't you, find a constant. Oh,
1: <laughs> Sad now. It is it's... a little sad.
0: <laughs> Poor little Eloise. <laughs> I no constant. To
1: kind of... <gasps> oh. I, I want to re-edit the end of the episode. If anything bad happens to me, yeah. <laughs> Eloise will be my constant. <laughs> um... So, yeah, rat is dead
0: um and Desmond basically confronts faraday um and doesn 't know if daniels doesn 't know if Desmond's going to die uh eloise 's brain short circuited so she couldn 't tell the difference between the past, the present, or the future, as she didn't have anything to attach to herself, she did not have a constant, uh, and Faraday says that you need to find a constant, something that is present in both times and something that you can sincerely can care about in both periods. Oh, it's about then, to get rid of that. And then, of course, Desmond straight away, oh, no, bloody Penny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> dials a number, and the number's been disconnected. Oh, so we're on the freighter again. Uh, Desmond wants to know how we can contact Penny, tell Said Minkowski interrupts him to say that two days earlier, someone sabotaged the equipment. How convenient. Uh, mm, all- who could that be? All communication with the mainland has been lost. Um, it could have been fixed, but it's un- because I'm unstable. I can't do it. And of course, Saeed, you know, here comes Captain, fix it.
1: Uh, um, where is does the radio Is there anything he can't fix except for his relationship? <laughs> Drop, Mike.
0: Um, <laughs> Saeed's getting erect here right now. So of course, something for him to fix. Something um, needs to be fixed. I know, man. It's me. This is where you hear the ghost of Boone. I'll do it. (laughs) Shut up, Boone. You're dead. Um, So, Saeed then tries to work out how they're going to get out of the room, but then Minkowski notices the door is open. You seem to have a friend on the boat. Ooh, who is it? Who could it be? It's Michael. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) Uh, I don't know why I laughed so hard at that. That was awkward. Um... (laughs) And then as they leave, Minkowski's bleeding. Um, So that's a
1: bit sad. He didn't have a rat constant. Imagine if
0: (laughs) Eloise's constant was Minkowski. Minkowski.
1: That's. I want to see that episode. Going on the Ferris wheel together. (laughs) Aww. That's romantic. Um,
0: So we're back in 1996 and Desmond finds Widmore at an auction. Uh, and a cool little thing here is bidding on a uh, journal of the Black Rock, mm. which we don't we don't know the history of that yet, do we? We just know the Black Rock is the boat, but we don't know. But
1: there is a man- mention of Hanzo um, as being, was it the first, man- no, the seller, was it? Or- mm, the family of the seller, Tovard Hanso, yeah. Which is a cool kind of Easter egg. It is. But it is kind of cool to just think, Charles Whitmore has been banished from the island and he's just spent the next 20-odd years just buying things related to the island and uh, it, it's cool to think that there are people off the island that know about the island and these little connections going on.
0: Do you think that Alan Dale is really this, like, snooty and, like, proper, like, he always is and everything? Or do you think he's just like, Hey, get I'm Alan Dale, what's up, everyone?
1: I like to think he goes to auction. <laughs>
0: Alan Dale goes to There's a reality show. There's TV a reality show. show. This week Alan on Dale, Alan Dale goes to auctions. G'day, everyone. I'm <laughs> Alan Dale. Uh, this week I'm going to go to an auction. I'm going to buy some shit. Join me. What? <laughs> you know, there's like American pickers and like um, <laughs> porn stars or whatever that shot one is when they, you know, people bring in their things and I'll sell it to you for $500.
1: Alan
0: Dale just rocks up. This is a unique piece. This is the exact shirt I wore on Lost <laughs> fifty bucks. Alendale goes to auctions. I wish we named our episodes. I'll just call this one. Alan Dale Goes <laughs> to Auctions. Uh so anyway, he buys the, the um the the journal for three hundred and eighty thousand pounds. Desmond shows up and it's very high security in an auction. Like, no, you can't <laughs> come in here. Not at all, Mr. Windmore's bidding. Uh, so they go into the bathroom, because
1: why not? Charles Whipple has a weird kind of voyeur <laughs> kind of thing going on here when he says, follow me. Takes follow to, me. Whips his dick out. Like, this see is this, awkward.
0: See this penis? It's bigger than John Locke's.
1: Uh, <laughs> I should out. have the iron.
0: Alan Dale would have a decent-sized penis.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, above average.
0: Above average.
1: Uh, <laughs> but tell me this is this is weird, right? Yes, this is not well, I normal. Mean,
0: I don't know about you. How many men ask you to come into the bathroom and talk to me while I hold my penis and pee?
1: <laughs> it's follow me. It's like surely. Oh, can you just wait a minute, Desmond? I need to go to the bathroom.
0: <laughs> but then I don't understand how he's all like, you know, no, you can't see my daughter. But here's her address. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> okay.
1: Um, it is nice to have a bit more, but his position in this episode is a, a little bit jarring.
0: I do like how basically he leaves and then this whole next section of Desmond flashing is just going to involve like a sink of water flooding everywhere. Um, so and Desmond's a good man. He's going to turn off the sink. Um, <laughs> and then he has another flash. Um, so we see Saeed Minkowski... And Desmond going to get to the radio room. Uh, Minkowski says it is happening faster and it's getting harder. Uh. (laughs) Bad. (laughs) Um, And Minkowski basically explains how it uh, ends up happening to him, how he ends up having these flashes uh, that they were bought out of their minds. So him and another crew member, Brandon, who's Brandon? Did we meet Brandon? (laughs) I don't remember Brandon. Uh, so they decided to take the boat and go to the island. But Brandon started acting erratic. <laughs> Classic Brandon. <laughs> Brandon <laughs> has a page. Oh, hang on. Brandon was a crewman aboard the freighter Kahana. He, and communications of Minkowski, left the freighter. Uh, although Brandon's exact fate is unknown, Minkowski said that Brandon's now in a body bag. It is implied the cause of death were reasons similar to Minkowski. Uh, he has theories... Um, the blood stain on the wall in the room located in the quarantine area of the freighter may belong to Brandon. The theory is supported by the doctor saying that the blood stain shouldn't still be there, implying that it was from a recent event. Minkowski mean, also stated that Brandon acted crazy, which could have resulted in him shooting himself or being shot by another crew member.
1: He did not have a constant because he was just a rat.
0: <laughs> could have had Eloise as a constant. Poor little Eloise. Um. <laughs> So, uh, Saeed looks at the equipment and, of course, knows how to fix it. Um, and uh, asks Minkowski who is responsible for the damage. He doesn't know, and he's like, "Oh, I feel sorry for whoever it is." When the captain finds, I love how the captain is painted out like this massive badass. <laughs> i like, like I love you, Grand Bowler, but like he's only like angry for like five seconds, right? And then like he's just basically like, killed by Kimi. <laughs> oh, poor Grant Bowler. Um. So, of course, Saeed fixes it. I love, Saeed uses his military expertise to repair the phone. Um, Desmond uh, then sees a calendar and realises it's the year 2004. And then, so I like the kind of little bit where Saeed's kind of like, oh, it's nearly Christmas. Uh,
1: it's, yeah, it's really well done, that little scene, and just the show acknowledging it. Um, yeah. Like, I feel like that's one thing that's not talked about enough is the constant is- Lost Christmas episode. This is Lost Us Christmas. because um, I remember Damon Cotton was saying, Oh, they got a lot of flack for not mentioning Thanksgiving during season three. So this was kind of their answer to Hey, it really has only been however many days they've been on this island and it is a nice touch of they're going through hell and they just want to be rescued and they look at the calendar, Oh, oh yeah, I forgot it's almost Christmas, like it's it's just such a fleeting like it's Christmas is such an important thing for so many people, but for them it's just oh yeah. Like, that's coming up, we've been on this island for it's there's something about that scene that really works.
0: Should they have done more of a Christmas episode? Should we had like, you know <laughs> Kate and Before well, I'm got banished the lock
1: now. Before I'm banished lock,
0: let us celebrate Christmas. Just one Christmas together.
1: Yeah, like he says dinner at six, I'm like, well, they we should be doing a whole spread, it's Christmas. <laughs> Um,
0: Desmond starts bleeding from the nose um, But then also Minkowski comes back From his little Ferris wheel adventure in Eloise (laughs) um, And he bleeds again And basically dies And he says I can't get back Rest in peace Rip Minkowski Uh, Desmond then has another flash Like can't be there to mourn Paul Minkowski Uh, And then he uh, wakes up With the
1: sink overflowing I like this what, the sink overflowing? Just the shot of him waking up, like, and he's been out cold, and it's just... <laughs> You'd have to think, like, he was gone for 75 minutes uh, before. He's lucky that no one came into the toilet for maybe however long he was gone. <laughs> yes, <maybe>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Had their way with him and just left. Like, oh, not often unconscious, but without me putting something in their drink, all right. Um, so... <laughs> Oh. took you a while to react to that one.
1: <laughs> I was just pretending it never
0: happened. De- Desmond goes to see Penny um, at, a, at a new address, and then I love kind of like you know Desmond wanting to come in. Please give me your phone number, uh, and then basically I love this. It's great. He's great, but like, would you believe this? Like, I love the fact that, like 80 years. Let me call you in eight years on December twenty fourth. <laughs> just give me your phone number. <laughs> Oh um, And it's like, what did no, you where, say? Where like, were
1: you eight years ago? We talked about 1996, but... Um, <laughs> same place I was in 1996, Hobart. <laughs> uh, what
0: would that be? 2011? Playing AFL. Yeah. <laughs> I'd made it to the Gold Coast Suns at that point. Um, no, I would have been in Hobart. I would have graduated uni eight years ago. Um, so you said to someone,
1: think of you when you were just there, like, I'll call you an 8 year
0: well, I'd be in New Zealand now, so they wouldn't be able to get them. Um, well, I mean,
1: he's on a boat.
0: I don't really know if anyone I knew eight years ago I even talked to. We started Survivor Oz eight years ago. You and I probably would have met eight
1: years ago. Uh, and here I am taking you call.
0: Cool. <laughs> oh, look at this! You're my constant, Noah. Uh,
1: this episode should be retitled "The Reluctant Constant." <laughs>
0: Is that really? We've known each other for eight, eight why years. Why are you still talking oh, to
1: me? Like, what yeah, is I wrong know. with I'm, you? <laughs> I'm wondering. <laughs> like, now, now that you've said it's been eight years, I'm I'm seriously starting to have some sort of life crisis. You you have something wrong with you. Like, no one ta- talks to me for eight years. I know. I I, I wish you'd never said
0: how long it would, <laughs> I was with Louise for eight years, that ended, so you and I are going to end very soon. Good news, the eight-year curse of Ben.
1: <laughs> well, we've got to get through these episodes first. Yeah, true. Well, you know, I could always replace you. god eight, eight Deep years. Do with Louise. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> Padme.
0: You're true. Well, actually, that's not true. I never got another rat, so <laughs> <laughs> Padme's irreplaceable. Well... Let as she is in the friend. Star Wars universe everyone as she is in the Star Wars universe God
1: 8 years oh fucking
0: hell Noah Seriously having you... a What were you like 16? No, 18. Were you even 18? You were weren't even 18 when I knew you. Now
1: yeah, what were you doing talking to minors? <laughs>
0: you you were you were 16. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> ben Waterworth talking to 16 year old boy no. The rumours are true. What was I doing?
1: What uh, were you doing? I don't know. I was
0: sixteen. Ben,
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, world. You, you, you influenced me negatively through your. How old were you? Uh, 24. 24. I'm 24 now. That should be messaging 16 year olds. On.
0: Can I just point out? I want everybody to find a picture of Noah eight years ago and look at a picture of him now. I've made Noah sick. Like he's lost all this weight from stressing him out, from having to do all this work for me. Uh,
1: one more year and I'm gone.
0: Still. <laughs> No one gets the nine years with Ben. Like you realize <laughs> that we've known each other for they the die. entire decade. Oh, look at that! Oh my <laughs> Best... god!
1: Like almost the entire millennium.
0: Oh, <laughs> I, you, you've nearly you've known me for a quarter, oh a third god. of your life, Noah. Stop! <laughs> oh. I've known you for a quarter of my life. Oh my god! What is going on here? Sixteen... <laughs> <laughs> Did you message me first? You messaged me first. God, I hope so. But I didn't message you. Work. Oh, is that 16-year-old boy <laughs> that comments on our episodes all the time. <gasps> oh. It is my new life goal to find an afternoon and spend several hours scrolling through all of our messages <laughs> to find the first ever message between you and I to see who it was that communicated first.
1: I, I believe that it was me, but that does not exonerate you.
0: <laughs> All right, take me away. I was talking to 16-year-olds eight years ago. Holy crap. Strange.
1: Um, I'm an idiot. Um, well, so, reluctantly, you are my constant. <laughs> eight yeah, years, my oh, God.
0: Desmond basically tells Penny, I'll call you in eight years, give me your number. And oh. I love it how... I don't I do think love- I can
1: keep doing the episode. <laughs> just- hey, There's a lot to process fun. right now.
0: Um, I love how kind of like he goes, like, "You don't even want to write it down." It's like I've got a really good memory. Um, and then she just shoves him out the door, and he's just like, "Oh, by the way, don't change your number." <laughs> <laughs> she just she calls up Vodafone. Like, Next minute, I'll change my number.
1: She's kept a house for quite a while.
0: Well, I mean, admittedly, you buy a house, you don't sell it, like, every three years. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's a big investment. (laughs) Well, I've
1: lived in, how many, four or five houses in the last eight years.
0: I No, I would have, um... 2011 was one of the first time I moved out of home, too. There you go.
1: (laughs) Moved out of home, messaged some boys.
0: (laughs) It was a growing year, 2011. Um... (laughs) Uh so Desmond's back uh and tells Saeed the number. Oh, because this is before he said like, oh if we only had a number we could call Penny. And here we go. This is um is this number one moment for the season? Uh, <laughs> Definitely. Hands down. Uh could be very well in our top five for it's- the entire overall of loss. Yeah. It has a huge chance. And this is the part where everyone's crying. Uh so Desmond gets the phone call uh well we gets the phone. Rings up, Penny answers, and um, she Penny straight away, like, I've been looking for you for three years. Uh, and then we get a little bit of a flashback with Charlie, like, you know, oh, I talked to Charlie before. <laughs> Charlie. Um, I also love here, it says here, Penelope is wearing a ring on the ring finger of her right hand. <laughs> okay. Um, she says she knows about the island. She's researched it, and she's been trying to find. They both say that they love each other. And the battery dies. Oh, and then Desmond it's thanks so Saeed by his name now. So he knows, obviously, it's all connected back. He knows who he is now. Um, and then he says he's perfect.
1: Oh, oh. it's just these two hands down have the greatest love story in Lost. And, yeah, and just to think that they had this on and off again thing, and then she gets this weird thing of him showing up, wait eight years, uh, and whether or not she actually remembered, or if she would just picked up the phone, um, but just this on and off, and then knowing that he was disap went missing. Which think of someone you know and they just disappeared one day, you presume dead. It and she's hunting my life now. <laughs> well, the eight year curse. Um, usually sixteen. <laughs> Um, But she's been hunting for him She knows about the island She wants to reconnect with him She knows he's out there Then she talks to Charlie She's been ringing this freighter She's got the guys in the Arctic Who are monitoring And then finally after Desmond being stuck For two and however long years On this island And all his life he's just won a penny They have this phone call And she did pick up after eight years It's just Mm -hmm. perfect and you've got the Christmas tree in the background and um, and the acting from both of these two and the, I love you, Penny. I've always loved you. This is the end of their on and off again. Like, you know, this is now, their love is true. And it's just, it gets me every time. And the other thing is the, we talked about the editing earlier, but major props to Sonia Walger and Henry and Cusick who would have had to have done, this phone call separate Like They would have acted this separately But the way it's edited together I'm Cutting between a shot of Penny Desmond Penny And then I love you simultaneously It's major props to the editors And to the actors And this is such a great Culmination of Desmond's two and a half season Storyline And yet it's also just the opening Of something bigger And the fact that he actually got to call off the island. It's just, and such a perfect kind of not conclusion, but follow up to through the Looking Glass. It's, it just nails it on so many levels. It's lost. It's absolute best.
0: And I think it's like it's a great point you make about them sort of acting off each other, other uh, sort of solo, I should say, because I think you can definitely tell the quality of an actor when you you actually do think about how they would have had to film a certain scene. And, I mean, you're right. Like, surely there's a producer or there's somebody off camera who's no doubt reading the lines to the other person to kind of get their reactions so that they can say them at the same, you know, time and feel like you're on a phone call. But... Yeah, like I mean, that's literally just going to be a person on the other side, just going like, "Oh God, Desmond, I've been looking for you forever." Oh, like I you know, love like, you, Penny. <laughs> I have always loved you. <laughs> like you know, you 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 got to actually think about that, you know, how it works. So, and I, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure we talked to Sonia a little bit on our interview with her about that that scene possibly. But uh, yeah, fantastic, iconic, and it's you know, it is something that will always bring a tear to your eye. And I agree with you. Like we said it plenty of times. Definitely the best romantic couple in this entire show. And I mean look, this is Sun and Jin as well. Like there's some good couples in this show that really do make you uh, you know, get the feels. But um yeah, this is this is a moment where, you know, arguably we'll be will be in the top ten at the end of all of Lost. Will it be in the top five? Might even be in the top two, top top three, who knows? <laughs> Nothing else happens in Lost, it'll be number one. So um yeah, great moment. Very
1: fitting for a Christmas episode.
0: Very much so. And then um, it's cutting out as well. It's just like heartbreaking. I always I always forget that, like, I always think that this is the end of the episode, but then we still get this cool little moment where Faraday's back on the beach and he's flipping through his journal and then he finds a little page that says, if anything goes wrong, Desmond Hume will be my constant.
1: So It's a good little, doesn't really have a payoff kind of, but it's still a nice little kind of. It brings it full circle, I think. Um, But, fun fact, you talk about you thought that was the end of the episode. Originally, the end of this episode was going to go further than that and would have a setup for the next episode, which is shitty and didn't need a a setup. Uh, But they just thought, well, this episode is so special, that's a strong enough ending. So they didn't go with the setup for next week.
0: Which is probably a good thing, because isn't next week your Definitely. least favourite episode in the history of Lost? <laughs> so, Thanks for reminding me. Um, uh, some trivia. Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse both say that this is arguably their favourite episode of Lost. <laughs> Alleged. um, allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, it is the first episode that doesn't use flashbacks or flash forwards. We experience Desmond's um, flashes as he does chronologically through both time periods. Kind of. Flashes before your eye. Um... The Esmond featured the Esmond. The episode featured several elements which were clues from the alternate reality game Find Eight Fifteen. Did did you ever play that? Like, is that a thing? No, 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 no,
1: but some sort of online game they did at the
0: time. Hmm, Okay, I won't go through all of them. There's a lot on there. Uh, The ledger that Charles Woodmore buys in the auction is the same as the journal reference by Oscar Talbot in Chapter Five of Find Eight Fifteen. Cool. Uh, According to the calendar on the wall As well as Desmond The real time events of the episode Take place on day 94 Christmas Eve Two days after Saeed Desmond and Frank left the island Um, There's a thing about the auction That's great Um, Yeah there's a lot of shit going on there Um, This episode features only two main characters From season one Jack and Saeed The fewest of any Uh episode Until Jughead Interesting this episode features only six main characters, tying with the man from Tallahassee and falling behind a tale of two cities, not in Portland, Stranger in Australian land, each of which only feature the same five. And Dead is Dead, which only has four. Uh, cool. A podcast rehash was of this episode was released on February 28, 2008. Cool. Um, yeah, there's a whole lot of things here going on there as well. Uh, cool. Cool. Uh, All right, questions, answers.
1: A whole lot of questions, like what the hell is going on, but I don't think we really have any main actual questions.
0: I agree. Uh, So we will say none. Uh, What are we going to do with this one, Noah?
1: Yeah, of course it's a buy. Uh, It's way up there. It's just... It's perfect on every level and the first time you watch it, uh, it's got the mystery element but you want to rewatch it immediately straight after and then this episode is 11 years old and it holds up beyond anything that's still on TV, even if you know exactly what happens throughout the entire episode and everything is on point from the editing to the acting to the mystery, the romance and it's just jam-packed and the 42 minutes zooms by in a, in a good way. Um, so yeah, there's a reason why this episode is so beloved and it was when it first came out. It is still now. It will be in the future. There's a reason why people think it's one of the greatest TV episodes. Damon and Carlton deserve all the credit. Should be proud of it. Um, I worry we didn't talk it up enough, but it really is that good. Like there's, there's no flaw in this episode anywhere, which I love lost, but it is easy to find flaws sometimes. Um, so yeah. And it also stands as one of those episodes you can watch, just, you can put it on without rewatching all of lost. You just watch it and it's an enjoyable standalone piece. Um, yeah. You don't really want to watch the next one. It's, it's not sandwiched well, but it, it works as a standalone thing. And really this could be its own movie. Like, change the names of the characters and this could just be a plot line for a movie. It's, it's got so much power to it and so much creativity and it really elevated Lost and maybe it's the peak, but it is setting Lost up for some cool, cool, cool things going forward. And I know you don't read, but one of my favorite novels is called Slaughterhouse Five. And this episode, I didn't know it at the time, but, takes a lot of inspiration from that so anyone who loves this episode i highly highly recommend you check that book out it's got a similar consciously moving through time type element to it um so recommended reading for graham mctavish
0: yeah if i knew what that meant i might do it but um Never mind. It's a great Uh did, did you have this, where, where do you remember where you put this overall on your
1: overall list? I uh, don't quite remember. It wasn't number one. I, will, I should say that. It wasn't number one. Um, and maybe the reason it's not number one for me, because it could easily be number one. It's great. It's everything about it is, I guess, the one thing that doesn't make it number one for me is, it is quite far removed from being a lost episode. Does that make sense that it's yeah. very, it, it's great and it stands on its own, but it doesn't necessarily embody the lost kind of formula. And I feel like maybe the top spot should go to something that embodies more of lost. I mentioned only two of the main characters from season one. So if if I had to put this number one, no sweat. Like, I wouldn't argue it. But I think from memory, maybe it was third, fourth, fifth. Um, so not quite the top for those reasons. But yeah, it could be number one.
0: Do you remember
1: what your number one was? Or have we already watched it? Or, um, God, No, we haven't already watched it. Keep oh, in really? mind, I'm not setting the stone on that number one. But at the time I made that list, my number one, we haven't seen yet, actually. So a bit of a really? teaser there for you. The
0: other woman it is uh, <laughs> I have this At number Two mm. I like Through the Looking Glass Part 2 better Sorry I just I thought like on the grand scheme of Like I, I definitely agree with what you say like About that sort of lostness But it's still epic But I think what got Through the Looking Glass Part 2 ahead for me Was just purely the, the constant Boom 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 at the end Like just like mm-hmm. That level of holy fuck that, like, we just talked about a few weeks ago about how, like, it just it literally takes your breath away of how epic those moments are. So, and that, to me, gets it over the edge because, like, I like watching something where all of a sudden I'm like, holy fuck, what just happened? Um, whereas, like, I feel this one is more of a... a, a what's the word? A consistent level of greatness. Um. But yeah, I just think that you know, on a shock value and an entertainment value, like I'm, I'm getting that more from through the Looking Glass, uh, part two. So,
1: to be that's... fair, it's those two that are normally considered. Sometimes through the Looking Glass is above it. Um, yeah, do you think those two will be m- matched? Or? Uh,
0: see, like, uh, I, I don't know if I will have. I really like. I like the Richard episode now that you bring that one up. Yeah, and like that's great. Unpopular opinion. It wouldn't be in my top two though, but I really <laughs> I like do. No. I really like the um the Jacob episode where you go back with uh, oh. Alice and Janie. Like that's not gonna be my it's not gonna unseat these two, but I, I really like that episode.
1: Here's the thing, um, I will defend that one slightly when we get to it. But you mentioning that anywhere near the name the constant is triggering anyone listening, right?
0: I just, I can't think of um, any straight away from the last, you know, couple of seasons that would be up there. So. What is your uh, third? Exodus part
1: three. Oh, great one.
0: It's followed by Live Together, Die Alone part two. Uh, so all the finales, <laughs> I think we went over this not that long ago, and Pilot part one. And I number do, five. number walk se- Walkabout six, two for the road, Pilot part two, Exodus part one, and the other 48 days at number 10
1: all great episodes
0: thank you Noah I agree that's why they're in my top 10 Uh, next week the other woman
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the episode that I believe
0: is Noah's worst episode of all time I feel I remember you saying that so Uh, please tell me about why you love this episode
1: (laughs) how can we go from the greatest episode of Lost (laughs) to the biggest steaming pile of shit of Lost um Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. I'll be be in a bad mood next week. You're hosting it too. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, I know I've been on record as saying it's the worst episode of Lost. I will be interested to see if I maintain that. Will Stranger in the Strange Land, Fire Plus Water be worse? Uh, Because it's been many... It's been a while since I've seen the other woman. And unlike some of those other bad ones. I don't have a lot of memories from the other woman. It's very blank to me because I always like to not pay attention when I watch it. But it's just how can you go from this episode to like a bad Julia episode involving a stupid plot line that has nothing to do with anything else going on and a character that literally pops out of nowhere and is never seen again after this episode who just pops up in the jungle. Yeah. Uh, interested to see if it will actually be my least favourite episode but you're probably going to buy the damn thing <laughs>
0: <laughs> probably uh, <laughs> we're nearly at the halfway point of this season too by the way so um, yeah, good job the other woman I don't remember a whole lot about it I haven't watched it uh, since well in the lead up to it so um, I don't have a lot to say so we'll get to it and that's next week in the meantime like us on Facebook follow us on Twitter subscribe on all the podcast places that you subscribe, just subscribe to all of them. Like if you only listen to us on iTunes, just go and subscribe to us on like Google podcasts and all these other ones, because why not? Like you don't have to listen to it there. Well, you can. and then well, like, I so you got to you. lose? Exactly. I mean, God, this guy on the other line has been friends with me for eight years. It could be worse. <laughs> you know? Subscribe to a couple yeah. of podcast places like
1: Jesus. Yeah, th- think of, think of how, how bad it can be for
0: other people. Exactly. There are there are people worse off than you in the world. They're friends with Ben Waterworth That eight years. <laughs> Me. The guy who doesn't like rats. All right? Like, rip Eloise. She's too young. You find a rat constant. Uh, <laughs> my name is... Thanks for listening. Uh, my name is Ben, and I'm going to go find my rat constant. <laughs>
1: Um, my name is Noah, and if anything happens, uh, Padme will be my constant.
0: Hashtag ratlives now.
1: Thank you for listening to the Oz Network.
0: Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.